to What Would Ani Say podcast, where three Ani share the challenges, joys, and everything in between growing up as Korean females in Canada with the hope to connect and empower the next generation of Korean-Canadian female leaders. Hosted by TK, Yuna Lee, and Ellie Hong. this episode, the Onis talk about the experiences of mentorship in our diverse careers. And as we started talking about mentorship, we realized there were many different ways that we found mentorship and how valuable it was to our career growth. We offer our listeners helpful tips and perspectives on finding mentorship. So TK, can you tell us a little bit about your experience of mentorship in your marketing career and like what was the impact of, of those mentorships? Yeah, I think, um, well, first of all, when we kind of chatted and brainstormed, like, what are the topics we're going to talk about next? Um, I'm so happy that, you know, mentorship was a topic that we decided kind of holistically as a team to talk about, because it's so important, um, I think, nowadays to have mentors and to really just think about mentorship. So um, first of all, like, it definitely just kind of gave me an opportunity to reflect back on my experiences. Um, so looking back at, you know, like how I guess I grew up and um, kind of in my field in marketing, um, I would say there were kind of two different types of mentorship. And I think a lot of people do kind of categorize into two different ones. So informally, um, I would say I got a lot of mentorship through like on the job experiences. So those are people that, you know, that I kind of have very close working relationships with and those that, you know, have gone through the current role that I'm in. So I could ask a lot of very technical questions, but just questions on how to navigate through. So, you know, some of the tips that I got was, you know, it's very important to learn how to clearly and concisely communicate up. It's not always about, you know, people that you work with, but how to manage up. But also how you can kind of just be your authentic self while fitting into like company culture. So things like that, I, you know, always went to, um, you know, my informal mentors per se. Oh, that's really interesting. Um, I'm just wondering what you mean by communicating up. I don't think I've heard that term before. So that really piques my curiosity. Yeah, I don't know if it's like a corporate thing, but um, I think even in school, you always kind of learn about how to manage your team or like how to manage your direct reports when you're a manager and like how you need to people manage, um, like when you have somebody reporting to you or whatever it may be, or, you know, your peers that you work alongside. But um, just kind of throughout the years, I've realized it's as important to manage and communicate up. So like mm-hmm. how to manage expectations with your manager, your director, um, like your higher ups um, versus like your direct reports or people that you work with. So um, kind of learning through that and how to navigate through that or what not to say, what to say and how to kind of like even formalize an email and like how you communicate to them because they're busy. So things like that, I got a lot of kind of tips and tricks kind of Mm. being in corporate. So that's kind of what I meant by like communicating up. Oh, okay. That's very insightful. Yes. Mm -hmm. Thanks for sharing that. It's very Um, And then I guess in terms of formal mentorship, um, there have been established programs within the company that I work with. Um, you know, somebody who is, you know, higher up than you, um, but in the same department, so they can really help to shed some light to your strengths while guiding through your challenges, but they're more so kind of 
there to help you get to where you want to be. So working through your strengths, working through your opportunities. Um, so for me, it was, I would say if I were to kind of pick, it would be like my presentation style. So ways to set and guide the story because storytelling is very important, not just to your consumers, to your customers, but internally as well. Um, and then um, just kind of working with my formal mentors and like, what are some of the critical experiences that I need to make sure that I can be like a well-rounded marketer? So, you know, we would go through like, you would need this skill set. Do you have experiences? Yes or no. So like we'll go through kind of that exercise to figure out like what I need. Um, so I would say like informal and formal mentors are very much important. But to be honest, like when I was reflecting back, um, it's it's kind of sad to say, but I think we like I just need to vocalize it is there weren't a lot of minority women in leadership positions that I could kind of aspire to be or kind of find them as mentors. And that was kind of like shocking when I was looking back. And I know Yuna, you sent us like articles about like my minority women, like millennial women and like looking for mentorship and stuff. And when I was reading the stats, like I wasn't surprised, but surprised. Like that's that sounds really sad, but um, <laughs> I think one of the articles talked about like millennial women, like Asian millennial women, they know the value of mentorship. And I think we all do. That's why like we decided we're gonna talk about this. Um, but at the same time, like close to six, 60% of them don't have mentors because one, there aren't enough minority women in leadership positions to go around. And two, we don't know how to access these leaders um, because they're very busy and like they're very scarce. So those were shocking, but at the same time, not shocking, just reflecting back on my experiences. Um, so I guess like you now, you work in a different field than I do. Like, I'm not too sure like how pharmacy works in general. Um, but like how were kind of your experiences with like informal and formal mentors and like, how did you kind of find the article? Like, I don't know if it was as shocking and not shocking as it was to me, to you. Yeah, I think it was like a very similar sentiment to UTK. And I think that's why I wanted to share it with the group is like, when you see the numbers like it brings like some kind of clarity to you clarity and like more confidence that to your kind of beliefs because like in general i feel that there is like less um like mentorship figures that are asian females and and i do think that i do recognize the value of mentorship but when I kind of look at um, like read an article like this that like points out like this is like the percentage that um, a woman that like think mentorship is like important and like despite that like all these people don't have mentors and it's like the you know the skewed majority of people don't have mentors that are Asian like women like millennials so yeah I think like it gives you the confidence to kind of say like this is what we're looking at like stats wise and it's just not me that's feeling like this like out of the water and in some ways like I felt like because like I didn't do enough or I was like kind of intimidated about seeking out mentors I had that like shame 
almost of like oh how can i complain about like not having a mentor like did you really try did you really look and i think like if i'm to be honest like my answer is like maybe i didn't try hard enough and that was definitely like one of the factors that the article also mentioned like there isn't though like enough access points and like there isn't enough like routes that we can take um so in a way that it did alleviate like my guilt and my shame a little bit like around the topic as well so yeah and when we are talking about um well i guess like when i'm talking about my experience of um like career mentorship um like in terms of pharmacy i love that um like TK, you divided it into like informal and formal mentorship. And that makes like kind of like my thought process, like almost easier to think about them in those ways as well. And in terms of formal mentorship, it was um, like more so in our school because like we do like a very professional um, sort of like a duty and we have like steps and we um, like have a lot of rules to follow. Um, there's a structure like mentorship or like just like an internship program that you um, have to go through like mm, okay. mandatory okay so like you can't really opt mm. out of it um, and you do get like graded in a lot of like the competencies that you need to be proficient as a professional before you get licensed and so like there is like formal mentorship in that sense I would say and I did derive a lot of value from like trying to enhance my skills of like trying to communicate critical information, kind of teaching back to make sure that patients are understanding you using language that are like everyday language as opposed to like medical language, because that's really a huge part of like practicing in pharmacy is to make knowledge accessible and digestible for the patients. So those were some things that like I really took away in terms of my formal training. When I go back into like sort of the more informal territory, I do like remember a few like key people that I would call mentors, like um, not only because they were trying to, you know, teach me valuable skills on the job, but they were also like in a way they were looking out for me just as a fellow like almost as a friend yeah that's um, key that's key that's honestly. so key yeah. yeah and I think that's when I would want to sort of say oh like I actually feel deeply grateful not that I don't feel grateful about the formal training and on the job or like in school that I received but when an individual starts to like really care about you outside of your work performance I think that's when you really connect with them and you build that like internal trust with them and so I can think about like a couple of like mentors like in pharmacy, like one was like one of my managers. And at the time, like I was practicing in community and I was looking at like different options. So I had like different part time jobs uh, where I was kind of looking at like other fields. And one of them was hospital fields um, in terms of my career. And this particular manager, like he really liked having me like work there and it would have benefited him to like keep me there so I don't like leave and he has to find a new person to then like you know have like fit with the train team and make sure that you know like they're um like able to do the job like if any there's extra training that type of thing but despite like those factors he um 
really like shared with me like some things about the industry that he wasn't happy about and how like the retail like that chain that we were in um, he saw a lot of movements in terms of campaigning for like beauty products and other things that aren't necessarily like pharmacy focused and so he advised me to like seek um, like a more clinical sort of footstep um, so that if, if I wanted to practice like in a more clinical uh, setting and so like he really gave me like you know that key piece of like insight so that I could make the next move that was more in line with my goals so I hugely hugely appreciated that yeah I think um, what you said about informal mentors and them caring about you like with work and like giving you sound advice like that like which field that you should really pursue that really aligns with your goals um but also like caring kind of like outside of work like how are you actually doing like are you actually like moving towards your goals i think that's so important because like you actually like you said like you feel the care and like that's why you want to perform better and do better and all that which is great um and then I just wonder, like, obviously in marketing, it's very different from like in pharmacy, but like, I wonder if it's similar to pharmacy or very different from Ellie's perspective, because Ellie, you work in physiotherapy. So we'd love to kind of get like more visibility to like how, you know, mentorship was in your field. Yeah, for me, I mean, I'm lucky in that I felt like I did have a lot of professional mentorship um, throughout my career. Uh, it started actually even before I entered um, into physiotherapy as a career. Uh, I remember I was doing my undergrad at Haosai and I didn't know exactly what I wanted to go into. So I remember I cold called a lot of clinics and professionals to see if wow. I could just shadow them. Yeah, like so I was courageous. Yeah, oh I the phone and I would like call like a vet and I would like call a pharmacist and I would call like a physio and be like hey like can I come in and like talk to you and take a tour and maybe even do a couple volunteer hours and I remember there was this one physio clinic I called and um, the clinic manager got on the phone right away with me and he was like come to the clinic like later this week I'll show you around wow um, I would love you to have you in and maybe you can even volunteer here and I was like wow this is amazing and uh yeah so I went in and immediately I felt like he he took me under his wing and he really like gave me the time of day to sit down and really talk to me about his profession he allowed me to like volunteer there wow um, yeah he's like amazing once a week. oh yeah. my gosh <laughs> um, and then actually after um, my undergrad I ended up working working for him <laughs> as oh, a wow. physiotherapy assistant yeah so we we developed a very good mentorship experience and um, in that year uh, I basically realized I wanted to go into this profession and he actually really helped me prep uh, for my applications. He went through like potential like interview questions. He would run through like different scenarios with me. And I think he really like enjoyed uh, the mentorship aspect of it because for him, it just kept things fresh. He loved having someone else at the clinic that he could, you know, um, bounce conversations off of when we were um, talking with clients. And I think it just kept things kind of new for him and also was another role that he could play and I really enjoyed it because it was my first real experience with a mentor and I felt like he really really kind of cared about where 
you know, my future was headed and kind of my well-being and really invested the time. So I still appreciate that mentor to this day. Um, and I went into physio school uh, for two years at Western. And upon graduation, uh, we were still in touch all throughout my schooling. And he was like, hey, like, do you need a job? And oh my he God, literally, yeah, <laughs> he, he linked me up to one of his really good buddies who then hired me. And I was like, oh, my God, amazing. Um, the fact that he's friends with you already have formed that trust that I knew that he was someone that would take care of my well-being as well because he was friends with my old mentor <laughs> so it was a really small world yeah I that actually like um brings up a memory in my um like in my past which is like very similar where I had um after like my graduation um I was looking for an internship and I went to this particular pharmacy where there was a pharmacist that like I felt that I could really like look up to like he was kind of like a mentorship figure um very similar to what you said um where he was able to like take me in as an intern and learned a ton like just about like how to actually be on the job so that was, so that was like closest to like my actual first job experience and then shortly afterwards like he actually took me in as a part-timer and that also led to um, him introducing me to his colleague who mm -hmm. was like in the same um, sort of field and that ended up being my first job See, see how oh amazing, like how all the stars yeah. kind of align. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So yeah, no, like had such a similar experience. And uh, yeah, so he gave me my first job and uh, he like mentored me. His uh, uh, He mentored me. I remember I met with him. Like I think it was weekly or bi-weekly and he would uh, he was such a great mentor actually to this day. I felt like he was super approachable. He was like not all about the numbers. Um, I actually really enjoyed working for him. Um, I enjoyed being mentored by him. I felt like I learned a lot in the first year that I worked there. Uh, but unfortunately, I did decide to leave just because the clinic model was such that I was seeing so many clients a day that I was getting really burnt out. So the mentorship was great, but just the way that they had structured the business model of the clinic was a little bit too demanding. And I felt like I was getting quite injured because it was very much like you see three clients per half hour and it was so much uh, client load that I was like, I cannot do this forever or I'm going to burn out. <laughs> um, but from that mentorship experience, I met, um, I met another mentor uh, through him uh, at this like cottage trip we had with a bunch uh, where they actually the company links younger physios with older physios and this is when I met my first pelvic floor mentor and mm. she got me interested in pelvic floor physiotherapy and if I hadn't met her I don't think I would have got into and specialized into pelvic floor physio and I remember she was amazing because she was like hey like you know, uh, if you want to learn more about pelvic floor physio, come to my clinic and shadow me. And I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> so I drove up and I remember it was like an hour drive. It was pretty like out of the way, but um, I got to shadow her for like a day and it was so awesome. And I actually was so grateful for the clients because like, I don't um, know if everyone knows like what pelvic floor physio is, but it's an internal exam. 
So it's like a vaginal exam. So there were clients that she was seeing that was they were perfectly comfortable with this physio that wasn't obviously a pelvic floor physio at that time coming in on the sessions. And it was really helpful because a lot of her clients were like midwives that she was treating and they were like perfectly helpful, uh, like okay with explaining like this is what she does and they were saying like this is life-changing and I just remember leaving that shadowing session being like yes like this is what I want to do because I saw the difference it was making in a lot of women's lives like prenatally postpartum helping them like reduce like tearing and like the fears of childbirth and helping them like regain like their confidence back as a woman and like help help them like not pee their pants all the time when they laugh and I was like yes like this is what I want to do so uh, yeah one thing led to another and I remember after working there um, I I got another job but that job didn't have good mentorship so eventually ended up switching to a job that did provide really great mentorship so I I received formal mentorship there in the form of like bi-weekly meetings as well as um, with the whole team as well as like monthly meetings um, for specialized pelvic floor mentorship so the mentorship program was really strong there I learned a lot it was very formal training but it was amazing because there was like a group of maybe I would say like 20 30 physios and we would meet up and compile notes so it was just like a Um, so much resources and so many people you can go to if you have questions so it was a really great like learning opportunity career-wise and I can't stress enough how much that helped me in my career Uh, and something that I like highly valued and realized the importance of because I've been in a job that didn't have mentorship and then I was in a in a job that did so yeah that's amazing and when you were talking about how you just randomly reached out like cold called Mm-hmm. And just was like trying to get like volunteering or just like shadow. I was like, I don't know why, but I was like sweating. <laughs> like, <listening> really? To <laughs> I also, oh my god, sweated. I think yeah. I clenched. I think I clenched my fist a little bit harder. <laughs> but anyways, yeah. I think it might be my introvert um, kind I of side coming out. <laughs> that's so interesting. I think for me, like because I've done like cold sales I have no problem I'm like the worst I could say is no so like for me it's no problem if I feel like I need something to like pick up that phone um so yeah that's so interesting that it had that visceral effect on you TK and and Yuna but for me um it was the best thing because it got me got me to to where I am am today yeah, and um, I know kind of like just listening to you guys' stories, there obviously was, you know, like your kind of bravery, you know, your courage to like cold call. Um, but I also kind of heard, you know, there there was like value on both sides, like for, you know, your mentors, like uh, you and Ellie, like they were providing their perspectives, their knowledge onto you. But they were also like assuming this role that they probably thought was very exact, like very um exciting for them like kind of from their day to day Uh, but you're also getting value from them because you know you're learning on the job and like about the job and like different fields and so so on and so forth um so i think that's a great tip that i think you know we can pass on to our listeners and i think even just from my experiences like trust and confident confidentiality is so important just having that you know foundation from the get-go as you build onto it and also kind of just being genuine in your approach like obviously you know ellie you were very courageous to like cold call and get you know all that and you went to the cottage trip and you know everything else that you know you met people kind of through internships and stuff like that 
Um, but just kind of looking back at your experiences, what do you think are some practical tips or things that you know our listeners should think about as they look for either like an informal or like a formal mentor? Uh, I think definitely as we keep going back to like that trust uh, component, I think in order for a mentorship experience to really flourish, you have to have a mentor that you feel like has your best interests at heart and are not just doing things because they're like self-driven or they're just doing things because um, they're looking at stats. Uh, so, you know, being in a clinic setting, stats, it's still a business that's really important. But I think when you're trying to mentor someone, you know, it's not just about the stats. It's about that relationship. And that relationship is built on trust. And I feel like if you don't have that, then it's hard as a mentee to really be vulnerable and open and maybe some of the ways you're struggling because you don't want to expose that to the mentor that might be looking at it from the lens of, of, of a business mindset. So I think um, definitely the mentors I learned the most from and was the most open with, we had that really, um, that really, that, that trust. And I think um, one of the things that uh, I think is really important in finding a mentor is uh definitely someone that you respect and their skill level is something that you feel like you could really like learn from so you know there's different mentors uh in your career that you'll meet but perhaps you look at that person and you're like oh like, i don't like the way they do things so maybe yeah, this is not the yeah. right mentor for you yeah, and exactly. they might provide you advice that you're like okay like that doesn't really align with my values so i think finding a mentor that maybe resonates with some of your values so that the advice they give give you you actually take to heart because That's I think so when important. there's such a disconnect then that mentorship is just not going to work yeah and I think to that point I think it's really helpful to think about like just in terms of like your own career where do you you know see yourself in like five to ten years and I think an important question when you're finding a mentor to ask is do you want to be you know what this person um like this person's like shoes when you're in that five to ten years like fast forward like is their life like kind of you know um true to the picture of like what picture you want to draw like for your career and the approaches that you take um and then i think another i think key thing that i would look for in mentorship is that like honesty and openness so i tend to like not trust um mentors or like mentor like figures if they want to you know like if they want to sugarcoat everything if they want to cover up their flaws if they want to you know um, yeah if they want to just like show as them being perfect yeah because it's like i'm not it perfect feel, yeah. it doesn't feel as authentic right yeah for me like it's hard yeah. to trust someone Absolutely. that doesn't admit their mistakes and like doesn't admit that they can do things differently because like for me that's really i think like important and it's like a key indicator i think like of growth so that's um like historically like what i've been drawn to in terms of my mentorships and what i'm looking for in a mentor yeah i love that and that's actually so key because like i find myself learning more so from their mistakes and mistakes that they've made in their Absolutely. careers um, because it's like 
like mistakes happen so you can grow like you mentioned so you can like you know move on and be better so if they kind of sugarcoat everything to make themselves look like you know they've been successful and they've made no mistakes and they're not willing to share those mistakes and like the learnings like I find myself like closing off because I'm like okay well I can't I feel I don't feel the trust and I don't feel like I can be vulnerable to actually like talk about what I'm going through and like the challenges and stuff and just be vulnerable myself and I feel like that feeds into like almost creating like imposter syndrome if in a mentor mentee relationship if you see your mentor being like so perfect you're like well I'm not that perfect and I think that creates like that feeling of inadequacy with yourself whereas if your mentor was a lot more open about you know what I really struggled in these areas like similar to you and like created that dialogue of openness and the areas they struggled then you're like aha like it's not just me and it creates like that connection and less of those imposter syndrome um, emotions and I think as women especially um, in the cur- in, in the professional environment we already experience so much imposter syndrome so I think um, having a mentor that could maybe uh, you know show their flaws and be open and vulnerable is is so important yeah and I think I I I would say out of the podcast like recordings that we've done like this has been so fun but like so important to talk about um so loved well I've only been through like my experiences but in corporate like in marketing so it's always so nice to hear about like different fields like you know Yuna and like Ellie and like what you guys have to go through or what you guys have done um so that's like super refreshing for me so thanks for sharing that yeah and I just have to say like to that point like I only hear stories from like my field because like sometimes like we're so immersed like in our field and everybody that I work with like spend eight hours a day like they all have stories of like their maybe like mentorship and like growth but it's so actually intriguing like even though like we are friends and like we've known each other like we don't always get to hear these stories like about you know like what our career lives have been like and like what our kind of like trajectories have been like so I think it was really like fun for me as well and so enjoyable and actually so like insightful too yeah and I think just kind of like recapping all the tips for like our listeners and like how to find informal and formal mentors I think we can all agree like trust confidentiality and openness are key like you cannot have like informal or formal just really good mentorship in general without those three like key ingredients um so I think you know as our listeners really think about okay like who do I have in terms of mentors with like in my lives like in my life um and who do I need to go find kind of to you know that mentorship or or whatnot as they you know move forward um just kind of think about you know trust confidentiality like that openness that vulnerability that you know both sides would kind of be can like agree on or like be like okay like this is what you're gonna we're gonna gonna establish um I think that would be key for like our listeners to take away 
Yeah, and absolutely. And just to add to that, I feel like, yes, those are the things you should look for in a mentor. But also for you when you're finding a mentor, I think it's so important to just look for them everywhere, like have that <laughs> learner's mindset. I think like even in terms of for me, like informal mentorship, like my clients were my mentors, my colleagues, like there's learning experiences everywhere. And I think if you just stay open yourself and just ask for help and ask for support there i think more times than not you'll be surprised like people are willing to lend out that support and it's actually um rewarding for both parties because both parties not only get that trust built but they also both grow in different ways and i think um yeah just always feeling like you have something to learn from people around you and not feel like you you know i'm good you know I, i've learned everything there's to learn if you always have that growth mindset I think that's really gonna always invite mentors in your life yeah and I just want to put a little bit of a different spin on that and just mention that like another type of mentorship that isn't maybe as um, used or maybe it's just not defined as well is also just mentorship that you get from absorption rather than going to someone for mentorship like formally so so there's so much value in um kind of learning through i, I, I kind of i kind of <laughs> see what you're meaning you know i think like when you when you said that yeah. the first thing i thought of is like mirror neurons yeah so our brain has like mirror neurons like monkey see monkey do so it's yes. not even what someone gives you like like as a vice but oh just gosh, like yes. by seeing their behavior you like kind of absorb that and you model yes. it at kind of like yes. a mirror yeah so yeah. that's what so i was thinking you of you learn for oh learn by example so you learn from yes. example of others so i think it's also important to be in the right environment and to surround yourself with people that you want to you know um model from and i think that's also another way to have great mentorship yeah, and that's so important, like a work environment, because think about like when you're applying for a job, right? You don't always think about that work environment. Like, is it toxic? Is it growth um, based? And I think that's so, so important because you end up absorbing like your environment, the colleagues, like mirroring their behavior, their thought, their belief patterns. And you come out of that like a different person, almost like molded by that environment. So I think, yeah, that's so important. And I think actually that's like the most important actually <laughs> that I'm thinking back to it. Cause I'm like, yeah, so much of like what I absorb is like through like just my environment and through just mirroring other people's behavior and absorbing the culture of, of that, um, of the workplace. Yeah, so I think there, there are just so many topics and I think things that we could talk about. We could probably talk about this podcast for five hours. Oh, so could, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love um, this topic. <laughs> yeah, I love this topic. And um, kind of in the spirit of what you guys said about like mirroring and kind of having that learning mindset to seek for a mentorship and seek for that that learning experiences or learning aha moments, Um well, for like the next podcast episode, we're going to talk about like media mentorship. So like different outlets that we're going to that we kind of found as, you know, like our top kind of outlets or channels where we found like snippets of aha moments for us. And then we're going to share with our listeners. So I know there's kind of part two coming up in mentorship we're really excited about. But for for this episode, we wanted to talk about, you know, how we found our informal and formal mentors and give you guys some tips and tricks on how 
to find one um, and kind of start that process. So hopefully you guys found this podcast, you know, informative and kind of eye-opening or, you know, kind of really makes you think about, you know, how to find mentors or kind of reflect back on, you know, like, do you have mentors in your lives that, you know, really made an impact? Um, so just wanted to say thanks for listening. Um, and, you know, if you don't follow us um, on Instagram, we are at what would Ani say, and we would love to hear from you guys. So thanks for listening and then catch us at our next episode. <laughs>